You're listening to the What the Chuck Podcast with Megan Rage. Hi, kids. Do you like violence? I can't believe that that was a song that was on the radio like when I was a kid that I was just singing in the car with my dad and like not understanding what I was singing. Hi, kids. Do you like violence? Let's talk about some of my favorite songs when I was a kid. That actually I didn't really like Eminem at all, but I did sing that song. Um, TLC Red Light Special for sure. Uh, Coolio Gangster's Paradise. Um, TLC Waterfalls, which I would just like to pull up. Actually, that's, that would be a fun game. I wish that I could pull up the song first and then sing to you what I thought she was saying during the rap. I thought I used to kill it. Like, I thought I knew all the words and I would be like, I'm killing it right now in my dad's white two door Chevy, like probably missing every single word that she said. And, you know, I've never thought to myself as an adult, like, let's look up the lyrics to Waterfalls and let's see what she actually says in that rap. I wonder if it's there. Oh, see, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to look that up late. I see. Yeah, no, where's the rap? Okay, let's, let's Google it. Rap. Oh my God. No, not trap. Rap in waterfalls. This was not part of the plan, you guys. This was not part of the plan today. Um, it just kind of happened. Aha, here it is. I seen a rainbow yesterday, but too many storms have come and gone, leaving a trace of not one God-given ray. Is it because my life is 10 shades of gray? I used to think it said, you remember? Okay, wait. In elementary school, <laughs> I don't even want to say what I'm thinking right now. In elementary school, did you use the word cinchy? Like, that's easy. Cinchy. Remember that? I thought that she said, is it, be- is it because my life is cinchy? Nope. Eh, wrong. Is it because my life is 10 shades of gray? Oh, not 50. I pray all 10, fa- all 10 fade away. Seldom praise him for the sunny days. And like his promise is true, only my faith faith can undo. The many chances I blew to bring my life to a new. Clear blue and unconditional skies have dried the tears from my eyes. No more lonely cries. My only bleeding hope is for the folk who can't cope with such an enduring pain that it keeps them in the pouring rain. Who's to blame for tooting cane into your town, ta- your own vein? Okay, you guys, what was I say? What was I singing? I would love to know if I wasn't too embarrassed. It's too embarrassing. I would I would play it and sing along with it. But from the from the looks of things, from the looks of things, I was just making like from this from the looks of things I was not saying anything because I'm reading these words and nope none of them are ringing a bell not a one <laughs> and you know I was in the car with Brett over the weekend and we listened to um a lot of my music in the car typically a lot of satellite we keep it on like just like the hip-hop stations or whatever and it's so funny when I was in the car when I was younger with my dad I used to know that he hated the music that I listened to. And for some reason, that made me uncomfortable. There were things that made me uncomfortable in the car. When we pulled up next to other cars, I didn't like it. As a young kid, I was like, that guy is into me. He'd be like 30 years old. I'm like 10. Um, So I used to hate pulling up next to other cars. And then even though I love listening to my music, I knew that my dad hated it and it made me uncomfortable. Had I known what half of these songs meant, I would have been even more uncomfortable. I feel that same feeling when I'm in the car 
with Brett. Like some of these songs that come on the radio, like I can't even give you a good example of some of them, but I'm just like, oh my God, like Brett probably thinks these fucking Americans, like what is even happening in these songs? But I don't change it because I'm happy that we're not listening to his music. Okay. Hello. Welcome to episode 55 of What the Chuck podcast. I was feeling so sleepy before we started like I even told Brett I'm like just make dinner I'll be done in 30 minutes because I I don't know what's up with me this week I've been sleeping like eight hours right right around that area but I've just been in a fog and my eyelids feel so heavy and I just I don't know I've been feeling like low energy just not that into it yesterday I woke up and I never know I've been talking to a couple of my friends about grief lately and how it affects us all differently because I have some friends that are going through it currently and um, I was talking to one of my friends just about how it strikes you in different areas and at different times and sometimes you're more affected than others and you know my mom died when in 2005 sorry excuse me and this past year when things have happened, like anniversaries or birthdays or things, it's affected me more than other times. Maybe that's because I've addressed more things about that time in my life or I've, you know, been um, talking about memories or talking to my siblings more about things that we've never talked about before. So maybe that's why it feels fresh to me. But like yesterday was my mom's birthday and I woke up and I was just feeling like, I don't want to use the word sad, but I, I mean, I guess I guess you could describe it as sad. I was just feeling some type of way. And I felt drained and I just felt like my energy was just sucked out of my body. And I kind of feel like that way today, too. And I don't know why. So I'm just not feeling my full fledged self this week, guys. Sorry about it, but I'm going to try to make this the best goddamn 30 minutes of your life. Maybe 45 since I went off on a TLC tangent at the beginning of this episode. TLC tangent. Oh, whoop. Did we just get the title? Whoop. There it is. Whoop. There it is. Tag team back again. Check in the Okay. We're not even going to go down this road. Who remembers jock jams? I wonder if you can get jock jams on Apple Music. I'm going to look into that right now. I seem to be looking into a lot of things. Jock jams. Those were my fate. Oh, my God, these were my favorite CDs. <gasps> Jock Jams Volume 1. Are we dead or are we dead? Okay, is this it? <gasps> the cover art, you guys. Oh my God. Let's get ready to rumble. Oh, what happened? We're not rumbling? Oh, that was it. Uh. Uh, uh. Okay, let's just do a quick skim through Jock Jams Volume 1. Orange cover, cheerleaders on the front. You cannot mistake Jock Jams Volume 1. Okay, let's go to the next one. Oh my god, adding this to my playlist right now. Let's go to the next one. Oh yeah, it it takes two to make a thing go right. I came to get down. I'm not internationally known, but I'm known to rock the microphone because I get stupid. I mean, outrageous. Well, at least I know some of the words. Okay, let's go to the next one. Oh my God, this is bringing back so many memories. I used to force, I used to force my dad to listen to this probably every day. 
Hey! Oh my god, this is giving me life. Pump up the volume, UK version. UK 12 remix, what does that mean? Okay, what's next? Hip hop hooray, we hear that all the time. That's not that exciting. Mm, what started this whole tangent? Tag team music. And the Grand Supreme. Okay, this is... Let me see the Tootsie Roll. Okay, we're... What's the next one? Oh, wait. I... This, this reminds me of, like, Space Jam. You know? Okay. Uh, uh, unbelievable. YMCA was on here? Weird. Okay, that's all of them. That's all of them. And then there was a... You guys, I am dead right now. Taking a screenshot, adding this to my library. I'm going to download all the Jock Jams. I, when I searched Jock Jams, there was like 35. I really want to take a scroll through volume two now, but if just in case I'm the only one enjoying this, I'm going to stop it right there. I also am apologize if I was just yelling into the microphone. I have no idea... I have no no realm of volume control at all. So I feel a little more awake now. <laughs> the plan is tonight since it's going to be so hot this week because I'm going to do all my shit. We're going to have dinner and then we're going to take Benny to the dog park in the evening to try to get some of his energies out. Because if we take it right now, it's like so hot outside right now, you know. Um, I just we're just going to get this out of the way. Also, I'm going to give you a little toe update it all my life. I've prayed for someone like you all my life. I never bit my nails. I always had really strong, long nails. My dad would always buy me nail polish when I wanted it because he um, just was proud of me for not biting my nails. And I think that stemmed from my brother and my sister used to bite their nails. They used to bite their whole damn fingers, the cuticles, everything. They'd be chomping on them all day, every day. So I would always get rewarded for not biting my nails. I've always had super strong nails that grow really fast, which is good. And it's also bad because a pedicure, a manicure does not last very long on me at all. So I also take hair, skin and nail vitamins because I've been seeing lots of success from doing that in quarantine on my hair alone, because if there's one thing that doesn't grow, it's my hair. It's like all the vitamins that make your hair and your nails grow on me. It just goes all to my nails like none of it ever goes to my hair. But, you know, I've had some success in the last year. So um, I was walking around yesterday and I just my toe feels weird. So I went and looked down. You guys, there is already a fucking nail growing like a big portion of nail is already showing on my big toe. And it's shocking. Like I was not expect I was expecting it to be like a year. And another thing is I have just been free balling it. And for, by that, I mean free towing it. Because when I wrap it, if I just wrap the toe, and this is what the doctor said, he wrapped it around my toe and then around my ankle. And he said, so it doesn't fall off. And I didn't understand what he meant, but I get it now. If you just wrap around the toe, it comes off. And it's been coming off at the most, the, the worst times. Like I went to my friend Violetta's. It was her birthday over the weekend. You guys, I showed up. She had cotton candy in glasses of rosé. She had an entire table of charcuterie. She had someone there doing henna. I mean, it was gorgeous. I didn't even want to touch anything inside because it was so pretty. Anyways, right as I was, and I don't know any of her other friends. This is my first time meeting them. I don't know anyone. And as I'm walking in, I could tell that my walk from the car to her front door has dislodged the, the bandaid or the wrap. So I am meeting all these new people and trying to have conversations while simultaneously trying to like shove my 
toe back into the bandage that's falling off. So it's just been coming off at the worst, the most inopportune times. So I've just embraced it now and I'm just keeping it off. And if you make eye contact with my toe, that's on you. It's I'm not taking responsibility for it. I don't care because I here's the thing. If I were to wrap it around my toe and around my ankle, that's just drawing more attention to my foot. And I just don't want anyone to look at it. But it also feels really weird right now. I still haven't put a shoe on because I can't say that it it doesn't hurt. But I can't say that I love the feeling of something up against my toey flesh. (laughs) I know that was crossing the line. I'm sorry, Kaylin, especially. I know that this really sends you. So I'll just leave it at that. It is wild to me that there's already a nail growing through. But what's confusing is Brett said that the nail wasn't going to grow up from the nail bed. It was going to like stack almost like a layer, but it's growing up from the nail bed. So, of course, I'm thinking all the worst things. I'm like, I've heard so many horror stories about it, it growing wrong and then getting it ingrown and then having to get it pulled again. So Everyone just pray for me and my right big toe. Thank you. Have a nice day. Um, yeah, I, I last week I posted my little recap as I do each week on my What the Chuck podcast page. And Brett rarely gets on Instagram. A few of my friends learned that around my birthday when they reached out to him to try to coordinate like a surprise or a drop off. And weeks went by and he did not say anything to them. That's why I don't tag him on Instagram. I just don't even bother because he doesn't get on it. So last weekend or no, not last weekend, last Tuesday after I record my episode, we're sitting on the couch. I've already posted my pictures. This fool gets on Instagram, right? I see him, see my what the Chuck post, scroll through the entire slide and then keep it moving. Did not stop. Did not give me a double tap. Nothing. Just went right on by. I'm like, hi, can you can you show me some love on that? Are we just going to we're just we're not liking it. Meanwhile, he's liking like pictures of beans on toast or God knows what else. So that was rude. And Brett, if you're listening, I'm going to need a little more from you. Okay, thanks. He always says that I um, oh, and he also had a comment on my last week, I believe, when I said that he did, in fact, eat lunch after he told me that he didn't. And he stands by the fact that he had nothing to eat that day. So same. I had negative nothing to eat that day. You guys, I have to tell you, my parents got me a massage for my birthday. Um, That's what I asked for because just sitting down all day, I massages do wonders for me. I'm always trying to rub my own back. Brett is not good at it. And so I just have extreme back pain up in my shoulders. I carry all my tension. I carry basically every emotion right there. So my parents got me a gift card to Sacramento Massage Studio, which I had never been to before. I used to go to Massage Envy and then I got massages at my chiropractor for a while. And I love the massages that I got there. I was getting them once a month. I referred so many people to her because I thought they were wonderful. Yeah, guys, I thought I had had a massage before in my past, probably 30 to 40 of them in my past until I went and got a massage this weekend at Sacramento Massage Massage Studio from Courtney. And I talked about booking this massage a while back. And a, f- a few episodes ago, I was sending all these sending all these frantic emails to the owner like a spaz. I'm glad I finally got an appointment. I walked in and, you know, it's always you're trying to catch a vibe and some massage, uh, you know, ther- massage therapists, they mostly ask, you know, what your experience is and ask what you'd like and what the pressure is like. And so I talked to her and 
for the most part, I don't like to be talked to during my massage. And I think that real professionals respect that. They just get the pertinent information from you and keep it moving. And so maybe that's the vibe I was catching from her at first. She was just trying to keep it professional and make this a relaxing space. So I get undressed down to my comfort level, which, like I said, prior in prior massages, when I've said that I carry my tension and I'm sore up in my neck and my shoulders, they just focus on that area. They don't massage anything else in my body. So I when she says undress to your comfort level, like normal. Normally I would get down to my underwear, but I was just like, meh, what's the point? I was wearing like biker shorts, really short ones that were just super comfy. And I was just like, I'm just going to leave these on because she's probably only going to do my shoulders because that's the area that I circled on the chart. And I told her that that's where my tension is. So that's probably what she's going to do. And I know that there's probably plenty of people that only dress down to a bra or maybe even leave a shirt on or leave their pants on. I don't know. But for some reason, I felt very uncomfortable when... She first went to my legs and I've never experienced a massage on my legs before because I was always just like, nah, I don't want that. First of all, very awkward when she was getting to my toe because you could tell she was trying to maneuver around the Band-Aid that I had on there while I'm flexing my toes to try to keep the Band-Aid on because I can feel it slipping away. So she is, I know, quite the visual. So she is, it feels like at one point she's put putting a rolling pin on my legs and going up and down. It is the most insane feeling. It felt so good. She's like, I can feel all the lactic acid. And now I want to know more about lactic acid because whenever I do a Peloton, they're always like, flush out the lactic acid at the end of the class when they tell you to lower the resistance and, you know, pick up your cadence or like flush out all that lactic acid. But I never really understood what that was. And now I'm like, could I be taking a supplement for that? She was like, I'm feeling all the lactic acid in your legs. I'm like, wait, you can feel that? I just know so little about the human body. And I realized that you know, in situations like these. So she's on my legs and she is, you know, when you like mimic what you think a massage is and like you see it in movies and they're like karate chopping and stuff. She actually karate chopped my body and it felt so good. I didn't know that was a real thing, but it felt amazing. So then she finally gets to my back and she puts her hands on my back and it was an experience. It was, I've, feel like I saw God for the first time. I'm not kidding. Her pressure was unreal. At one point, she was like, I am putting my entire weight on your body. I cannot. She's like, you are handling this beautifully. She was telling me when to breathe through it because it was extremely painful, but it was what I needed. You know, it was so good. And if you don't like a painful massage, I don't want this to deter you from going there and seeing Courtney because she does any level. We were actually talking about um, like men getting massages because Brett and I went once to get a massage and he was like, it was too long. It was too rough. And I'm just like, man, it wasn't long enough. And there's no such thing as too rough. Like I want her to hurt me. So we actually did start talking. It wasn't all the conversations were very brief, but we started to like laugh and she positioned herself at one point where she was on the table. My arm was over her leg, like Oh, I was basically holding onto her leg and she was pushing on this knot in my back and it was like jumping around and she was like, oh girl. And I was like, I get that reaction every time I get a massage. Like I wish I could feel what they're feeling back there and feel how bad it is because I always get this like, oh, it's really bad reaction whenever someone massages me and I'm just so curious. So anyways, it was the best massage when she there were times where I, I like felt like I was going to tap out um, because it hurt. But then when she was done, it felt so good. Like the release, like it, when she did my right leg first, 
it felt like I had a whole new leg. And then she was done my left leg and it felt like I had a whole new leg. And then she did the left half of my body first. And she was like, I wish you could see her back right now. She's like, the left half of your body is so red. And the other is like white, like a ghost. Um, I have been really sore the past couple days, but I'm already starting to like ease and the pain is starting to go away and I feel a difference. I already booked for her with her again um, because she's amazing and I feel she's like, we can't reverse any damage that's already been done. She's like, because you're definitely going to have some back problems down the road. She's like, but we can try to relieve this stress and try to get you not feeling because I'm just in pain constantly. So yeah, Sacramento Massage Studio 1010 recommend that actually reminds me. I just found out today what my shifts are possibly going to be at work. I didn't think I was going to find out till the end of the month, but it's likely that I'm going to work Saturdays and I scheduled my next appointment for a Saturday. So I need to call and get that rearranged. But I'm about to work this into my schedule like once a month because it is so worth it. And just the way she was like having me breathe, she's telling me exactly when it was coming. She's like, OK, get ready to take three deep breaths. And so I would do I felt like I was in labor and like she was my birth coach. Not that I know what labor feels like, but that's just what it felt like. Like I was sweating because of the pain and she was holding on to me and like coaching me through it. But whew, it was an experience. Take me to church. That's, it was unreal. Um, the singing thing is getting out of, out of control. We took Benny to go get washed. We take him every couple weeks to Pet Food Express. We were taking him once a week, but it, he doesn't love it. So t- every other week is good enough. And um, I just have no concept of who's around me or what's around me at any point in time. And so I don't know if I've told you guys this, but my thing with Benny is so Brett's thing with Benny is, oh, yeah, it's a good boy, a good boy. It's a good boy, a good boy. Are you a good boy, good boy? It's a good boy, a good boy. It's a good boy, a good boy. That's his thing with Benny. He says that constantly. And with me, I sing Benny Shark, do, 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 Benny Shark, do, do. And he loves it. And he comes to us when we do those things. Like, those are our things. Like, when I say Tutty Boy to Tut, like, he knows to come to me. Or, I mean, I call Chuck a plethora of things. I've had more time with him. We'll get there with Benny. So, last time we took him to get washed, we have him all, you know, hooked up to the sink. And he is distressed more than normal. And so, I feel like, In those situations, I start to panic because I don't want him to be upset or uncomfortable or nervous or scared or whatever. And then he reads that energy for me, of course. So once I realized that I was doing it and it was probably rubbing off on him, I decided to switch gears and I went straight into Benny Shark do 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 do. And Brett is like visibly embarrassed. And I look over and there are like people right next to us. And I didn't even look. And I was just like, oh, hey, don't, don't worry. Just singing Benny Shark to my dog Benny here. No big deal. So embarrassing. Hey, I just figure I'm going to go straight to the source with this to see if anyone has had any experience with it. My parents were telling me that it was on the news. I haven't heard anything about this. And I looked it up. Basically, anyone that paid tax on their unemployment is getting that money reimbursed. So I didn't. But then we got hit when we did our taxes because I wasn't withholding tax for my unemployment. And so my parents are telling me that I am going to get a refund of that. The more you know, I will get like reimbursed for whatever tax I paid. And I tried to look it up, but the verbiage on these websites are just not like, can I get it in layman's terms? Can we throw a hella in there and like a like? 
because I don't get it. So has anyone had any experience with the situation? And can you help your girl out? Because I'm very curious. I straight up was not withholding. I was just like, whatever, I'll pay for it when we do our taxes. And that's what I told my dad. My dad was like, I hope you were withholding because you're going to get all that money back. And I was like, well, I didn't withhold, but I paid a shit ton in tax because I because I didn't or because I because I didn't get any tax taken out. And he was like, oh, you should get refunded for that. And when I looked it up online, it did appear that that's the case. But how do you even look into something like that? No way I'm trying to get in touch with someone at the freaking franchise tax board. So I thought, hey, maybe if someone's listening that has any experience in that area, it seems like people who filed single and had unemployment and were with and were withholding tax have already started to get their refunds. So if that's you, let me know because I'm curious. Uh, this guy's been reaching out to me. <clears throat> I'm very skeptical. I don't really respond to any emails that I get. I get a ton of emails like, do you want to collab or do you want to work or can you be on my podcast? And I really just hard left on most of them, mostly because I don't have time. Like I don't have time to collab with someone on a podcast. Sometimes I look these people up and they do have a lot of followers, but like not in the category or not in the realm of things that I talk about, you know? So what's really the point? Like I just, what, what, there's no common ground between us. So there's this guy that has emailed me three times about wanting to collab and he has a YouTube channel and it does appear that he has, I mean, more followers and views than me because I don't have a YouTube but he's reached out to me three times. And in his most recent email, he included a link to my podcast, which I didn't click on, but I did see that it was a link to my podcast. I was so scared because I'm so like nervous about getting hacked, you know? And he said, this episode was my favorite when you talked about blah, 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 blah. But it still felt kind of spammy to me. So dude, if you're listening, reference this in an email. And if you don't listen and reference this, then I'll know that it's a scam and you'll never hear from me because so far I haven't responded to the four emails that you've sent. You got to be savvy out here in these streets because people are trying to get you all the time, trying to hack into your shit. I don't like it. Um, we're going to jump straight over to entertainment news right now. Can we first start out with Chrissy Teigen? Man, oh man, I didn't realize how bad it was. Um, she issued an apology, and I thought that it was just her making fun of uh, Stodden, Courtney Stodden and Farrah Abraham in the past, which, I mean, <laughs> I want to choose my words very carefully here because people are sensitive. I used to talk mad shit about people. The things that I used to say, would they be acceptable now? Probably not. I used to be so mean to people online and it was mostly my blog that doesn't exist anymore. But you know, I was just an asshole and I thought that like being sarcastic was funny. I thought that like having that whoo zinger saying something that was really outlandish and like got people's attention and made them say like, oh shit, I thought that was cool. Do I think that's cool anymore? No, I don't. Um, I don't really do that anymore. Am I still sarcastic on my podcasts and stuff? Do I still talk shit about people on The Bachelor? Yes. But I just don't like pre present myself and speak the way that I used to. And I have a couple friends that used to be like this. You know, they used to post the wittiest Facebook statuses and, you know, making fun of people or, you know, like if I thought being mean to guys that took me out was funny. And it's, you know, it's not. So when Chrissy Teigen posted her apology, which I can't post all of it because I'm pretty sure it's like 10 pages on What the Chuck podcast. But if you go to her Instagram, you'll see it. I will post maybe like a screenshot of it since I'm talking about it. But when I saw her, her her apology, it resonated with me because I get it. Like I get that in 2011, the internet was a different place and we were all kind of learning, maybe not learning, but I mean, it was still, we were still social media and all that shit. It's not where it is now. It was different, you know, 
Farrah Abraham, did I say some shit to her? Yeah, she blocked me. So I, I feel I felt like in that moment that I was no better than her. That's what I felt in that moment. OK, I did not know how bad it was until about five hours later when this guy from Project Runway posted these screenshots of what Chrissy Teigen had said to him. And it was really bad. Like I'll post some of the screenshots on what the Chuck podcast, like she was telling him to kill himself, that he should be dead. Now I digress. No way in hell was I doing shit like that. I was just making fun of people's appearances. And I thought that it was funny to be a sarcastic bitch. And I thought that's essentially what Chrissy was apologizing for. And then these screenshots come out and it's way worse than I thought. And so now I'm just like, whoo, man, you really just have to be nice to people. I mean, there you should not. She should have never. It doesn't matter if it was five years ago, 10 years ago, said the things that she said to this guy. But now it's like a snowball effect because Leona Lewis has come forward and said this guy from Project Runway used to bully her and posted screenshots of that. It's like never ending. And I feel like it all stems back to years ago, like I said, when the Internet was a different place and we used to treat it a lot differently. And also people were just maybe not as nice as they are now because I, for one, have definitely gotten nicer. Do you guys remember my Facebook statuses from back in the day? I mean, God knows what I used to talk about, but I'm sure it wasn't good. I mean, I used to make fun of my coworker all the time. OK, that was kind of funny. But, you know, it like I said, it was just a different time. Being mean and sarcastic was funny, or at least I thought back then. But at the same time, people used to delete me. Like, I remember this one girl that I went to high school with deleted me and I couldn't understand why. And she was like, it's because of your demeanor. On Facebook, I remember finding out that she just basically didn't like my Facebook statuses. And I was like, well, I think I'm hilarious. And then sometimes my Facebook statuses come up in my memories and I'm like, ew, that was not funny. I'm so embarrassing. Who told me that this was funny? You know, it's just not a good look. So I don't know what's going to happen with Chrissy Teigen, but my only thought is that John Legend must be so mortified and embarrassed because he comes across across as such a nice guy. And I'm not saying that Chrissy isn't embarrassed either, but I'm just I'm just feeling like John Legend is probably ultra embarrassed. See, I can't wait to see what happens with that. I mean, I don't not that I'm into like cancel culture or anything and not that I'm not into it. I don't really know. I don't really give two shits about it. I just wonder what's going to happen with her because she had even up until recently, kind of had a following for being sarcastic. I wouldn't say that it was mean unless it was geared at Donald Trump. But a lot of her, let me, let me make myself clear. I feel like a lot of her fans like her demeanor. So are her fans going to hold her accountable for what she said in the past and continue to support her? I have no idea. Also, last week when I talked about Bachelor in Paradise and I was like, oh, David Spade's going to be the host. He's one of a few hosts and the hosts are so fucking random and I hate it. Like, I hate it here. David Spade is just one of the guest hosts, along with Lance Bass, Bass, which was my favorite member of NSYNC, but that doesn't mean I want him to host Bachelor in Paradise. And then who, little John, what? What is he going to do? What is... Please, someone tell me what he's going to do. I would love to know. And then another guy from a Netflix show. I don't recognize him. I it's a mess. It is a mess. And now that Chris Harrison is officially out at first, I was optimistic. I was like, David Spade, that could be funny. But now I'm like, no, please turn back. Go back from where you came. I don't want it. I don't like it. And I'm realizing I texted my friend Amber last night. I was like, Amber. Your husband reminds me of one of the guys on the season strictly because of the way that he talks and carries himself. She was like, and Amber is my friend that has been watching forever. She's like, oh, I don't I don't watch anymore. I fell off the wagon at Claire's season. I'm like, what? 
We are losing people. They are dropping like flies. And it's only going to get worse with little John being a guest host on Bachelor in Paradise. What are the executives thinking? They need to get someone in there that is stable and that the people like and they need to do it ASAP. I will say my views have changed a little bit on the Caitlyn Tasha thing. I liked Caitlyn better at first, but Caitlyn barely said anything last night. And Tasha's delivery was flawless, flawless. Not that I want them to host going forward, but I don't mind it as much as I did the first episode. The first episode was just really cheesy. It, it was a little better last night. Not ready to talk about that. Le- I'll talk about that yet. Oh, OK, I guess we will. Last night's episode. First of all, the David guy. I cried like a baby when she goes out on this date. They go fishing. And then she says, you know, this is what I used to do with my dad who passed away. He doesn't say anything about anything. He just is there for her. And then they're at dinner and he admits that his dad also passed away. And I was bawling like a baby in bed crying hysterically and I want to really like this guy but unfortunately some screenshots of some text messages that he sent have leaked and he doesn't seem like a nice guy not only does he not seem like a nice guy but he also seems to be putting on this shy guy act a little bit um, I'll post the screenshots at what the Chuck podcast but the shy guy thing him saying like oh you know I'm I'm a shy guy. I'm a shy guy. What? There were all these pictures that were posted. I guess he was in some sort of acting class. It seems it appears like he might be here for clout, but that's just not the vibe that I get from him. I guess we'll have to wait and see as the season progresses, but I just don't know if he is exactly what he seems. And that makes me sad because I like his personality. I like the vibe that he's giving off. So some of the screenshots are him just being super flirtatious online. And this is supposedly or supposedly um, after he was done with the season or no, 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 that doesn't make sense. This was when he was waiting to go on the season. And it's not like, you know, these guys know for sure that they're gonna you know be with Katie but I don't they're it's just douchey but then I think about my guy friend Anthony that was possibly going to be on the show and he probably talks to like 850 million girls at the same time at least he used to I haven't quite caught up with him lately in his roster but he would totally be the guy that would get on the show and then get busted because girls would send screenshots of DMs to TMZ and that's not to say that He's a bad guy because he's not. So maybe I'm judging David a little bit too soon, but he is the front runner for me right now. And I've just seen a few things that I don't like. I don't like them. You know who I also don't like? The teacher, the black cat. He doesn't open his mouth when he talks and it really bothers me. And then when he's kissing, it just looks like he's trying to eat her face and I don't like it. And also... I have to say something. I am enjoying the season a lot. I didn't do do too much live tweeting last night because mm, I was just not in the mood. But I want to say that I get it. Katie's sex positive. They're making that like a big focal point of the season. But it doesn't really need to be. You're almost making it gimmicky. Like it just doesn't need to be this way. Every date doesn't have to do with sex. And every conversation doesn't have to have some innuendo in there. Like it just doesn't need to be like that. That's the one thing that I don't like about the 
season. Also, did anyone else feel like they were on episode 10 last night with all the tears and all the drama? Like normally it doesn't start this soon. And I don't trust that Aaron guy. And I feel bad that that Cody guy got sent home. I feel like he just didn't stand up for himself when he should have. And the Aaron guy, mm, he's just not for me. I feel like he's a shit stirrer and a problem starter. I also don't like Hunter, which I've already discussed, just solely based off of his looks. And I don't like Carl because what? I mean, what is happening with some of these guys? I just don't understand. And I feel like it's a bit too much. I like the honeymoon phase of the seasons of The Bachelor and Bachelorette. I like to get eased into their personalities. I like to get eased into the crying. There's already been too many fights and too many tears. But I am excited. It's a good season so far. And that's really not what I was expecting. I will say a wardrobe. See, I'm about to say something mean right now. Does that mean I'm a bad person? No. Is it for a shock value? No, it's just the truth. You know, Katie, a wardrobe goes a long way. Last season, she was looking very Mervyn's. This season, she's looking very Nordstrom. Having a wardrobe put together for her by the show is working wonders for her. Because if you're the lead, that's the only time that you get outfits and shit provided for you. And it's very clear that she's getting outfits provided. Because last season, it was looking a little broke down. She's looking great this season so far. I do have to say I like her a lot. Um, Rachel Kirkconnell, it's so funny. Um, my friend Kristen texted me a picture of Rachel Kirkconnell or like an interaction between her and Matt James on his Instagram. And I don't, it's when she texted me, I had already noticed it. I feel like she looks perma miserable. It's so weird because she looked like this happy-go-lucky person even after everything happened. She seemed to like love life with her friends and be always smiling and having fun. And now I feel like she looks like she's in a fucking conjuring movie. She just doesn't smile. She looks dead behind the eyes. I just don't understand their dynamic. And I hope that he's not holding things over her head and manipulating her. I have no proof of that. It's just a statement. I hope that's what's not happening because she looks fucking miserable. Like I don't think they're going to be together forever. And is anyone else feeling that way? It just, they went from zero to 100. They were trying to hide. First, they weren't together, never going to be together. Then, then they were trying to hide it. And now they're going like on a road trip across America. First of all, Matt James is always up to something. When is that guy working ever? Isn't he like a banker or something? When do you work? Because you're skateboarding, eating food, watching the Floyd Mayweather, Logan Paul or Jake Paul, whichever the fuck brother it was fight. Like when, when do you work? I would love to know. Oh, that's right. Nobody from the Bachelor franchise works after they're on The Bachelor. Must be fucking nice. Um, Brett and I tried to watch a movie over the weekend. Ten, tenant, ten, tenant, tenant. I don't know why that's such a hard word for me to say. Tenant, tenant. Yeah, it's with Denzel Washington's son. It, how can I love a movie so much and not understand a goddamn thing that happened? Not a thing. I have been meaning to watch or to read a synopsis of the movie all week. Well, it's only Tuesday, but so that then I can rewatch it because I enjoyed it, but I don't I could not tell you what it's about to save my life. Also, I have a really hard time hearing tones, certain tones. And is it just me or when you stream on HBO Max, you have to turn it up so loud to hear the dialogue and then it's like up on level 90 and you have to turn it way down when the action scenes come on. So 
I'm constantly missing things because I'm adjusting the volume control on the sound bar and I just hate it. So I was missing so much of the dialogue. There was so much whispering happening. I feel like I need to turn on the subtitles, but Brett hates that. So anyways, I want to go back and read what it's about and then I want to rewatch it all two hours and 30 minutes of it because it was a really good movie. So if you haven't watched it yet and you have HBO, I recommend. If I can say that it's a good movie without knowing what the fuck was happening, you know that it's a good movie. I don't know why it was a good movie. I just know that it was great. Something else that we watched, which I was very apprehensive about, Sweet Tooth. Have you guys heard of it? Of course, it's based off of Virus and it's on Netflix. And when Brett said that he wanted to watch this, I thought it looked very G-rated and I was not into it. And I was shocked that he was, but we just wrapped it up. It took us about a week and a half to watch it. And it was real freaking good. Um, Oh, great. The smoke alarm's going off. That just happens from time to time. Actually, maybe I should probably go check on that. Hold that thought. I was like, is everything okay down there? Brett's like, yep, I'm just doing 80 million things at once when he's trying to cook. He's cooking us. um, I'm just so sick of dinners right now. We just have like chicken salads or chicken and kale. What else were we having recently? Um, yeah, that's basically it. And so I was like, I don't want the same old thing tonight. I'm getting so sick of it. And when I get sick of dinners at home and I don't want to eat at home, then that makes me want to say like, maybe we should just get a pizza or maybe we should go out to dinner tonight. And then I don't want to do that. So I want to enjoy the dinners that we have at home and make, you know, know what ingredients I'm putting into my dinners, especially because I'm not being active at all right now with my toe. Anyways, so tonight Brett's making like a little mini roast. So Sunday roast is um, chicken. We're just we're making it just frozen chicken breast. So it's not going to be as good as it normally would be with a roast. So chicken, Yorkshire puddings, stuffing balls, veg and gravy and roast potatoes. It is the bombest dinner ever in life. Maybe not so great for a 100 degree temperature day, but it is one of my favorite meals and we haven't had it in a long time. So Brett's making all those things downstairs right now while I'm upstairs recording my podcast. And he's like, it's fine. I'm just trying to juggle 80 million things at once. So I was like, okay, I will wrap it up and come downstairs and help you. But Sweet Tooth, it's basically about a virus. The sick is what they call it. And it swept over the nation. And um, a lot of people are dead. And then also what came from the sick is hybrid kids. So the kids are half half animals, half humans. I know it sounds so ridiculous. This is exactly why I didn't want to watch it. But the character development is really good and the storyline is really good. I will have to say that there were some episodes where I was like, "Mm, this isn't for me. But when the show wraps up, there's eight episodes. The last episode makes it all worth it. And there has to be a season two because it left on so many cliffhangers. If you're into just like if you just want an easy breezy watch nothing too deep nothing too serious it probably is like a pg no there's some cussing maybe like pg 13 it's really good um brett was like everyone's talking about it and i'm like who is everyone he's like everyone i'm like okay i was not sold at first but i'm glad that i gave it a chance because it ended up being real good okay guys that's it for me because i gotta go downstairs and help because <laughs> i've just been holed up in this office all day well it's not like i've been doing nothing and this is working still technically right doing my podcast okay i gotta go help goodbye don't forget to rate review and follow us on instagram at what the chuck podcast